Christ is risen. Alleluia. So we're going we're to try that again. Um, this is an ancient custom in the church, a greeting to express our joy at the rising of Christ at Easter. And one person will say, Christ is risen, alleluia. And then the response is, he is risen indeed, alleluia. So we'll try that again. So he is risen indeed, alleluia. Remember? Christ is risen, alleluia. Pretty good, pretty good. But you know what? This time, let's do it once more. This time with feeling. Once more with feeling. And I want you to say it as though there's something inside of you that needs to come out, right? Needs to, needs to get out, right? Needs to escape. So, he is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Good. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. All right. All right. Good. Who says Catholics can't praise? Good. Um... There is something in us that needs to burst out today. There is the joy of life in Christ that needs to be expressed, that needs to be renewed. This is the day of our Lord's resurrection, and so it is the day of our resurrection into new life in Him. Of all the days of the year, this day is when we ought to let that inner voice, that voice that wants more than what the world offers to speak. It's a voice so often crushed by the humdrum world, by anxieties and sin and the needs that we make for ourselves. It's so often crushed by sin and sadness and expectation that is not met. And today is the day to let it out. Why? Because he washes away all of those things that keep us from him. He annihilates death. He destroys sin. Today is the day that we come back to life again in Him. He has conquered the darkness that so often seems to overwhelm us. I love it. I love this day so much. On the Easter vigil last night, there is a song that is sung called the Exultet. Exult. Exult. That all the angel ministers of God exult. It's a 13-minute chant. By the end of it, uh, my voice is almost gone. Because I wanted to sing to the rafters the joy of our Lord's resurrection. To sing about this Easter candle, the light of Christ, which it represents in our lives. The light that shines and blots out the darkness. One of those lines is, Be glad, let the earth be glad as glory floods her, ablaze with light from her eternal King. Let all corners of the earth be glad, knowing an end to gloom and darkness. And he continues, Let this holy building shake with joy, filled with the mighty voices of the peoples. We have reason to be overjoyed today and every day for our lord has brought us back to life our lord has overcome the darkness we hear in the gospel that mary of magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and our lord is already risen this tells us something not only of mary magdalene's love For our Lord, that she wants to see him 
She wants to attend to his body, anoint his body. She wants to show love for him in, in this small way. But it also tells us of our Lord's eagerness to save us. Now he sticks true to his word. He says, on the third day I will rise. And the third day has barely begun. It's still dark. Before the sun rises, the sun rises. Our Lord is so eager to bring this life to us. And it's not limited to just one time. Our Lord's resurrection affects us even now. And in baptism, we died with Christ and rose with him to new life. And he wants us to, to bring us back to life right now. There was this longing that we had for him, like Mary Magdalene. All year, really. And for those of you who have been away for a while, for any number of reasons, welcome home. And thank you for responding to that longing our Lord has placed in your hearts since your baptism. Lord, I know I'm meant for something more. Lord, I know I'm meant for eternal love. Lord, I know that you love me and I want to return to you. Thank you for doing what Mary of Magdalene, Mary Magdalene did and returning to our Lord, running back to the tomb. Even in the midst of the darkness of the night and the darkness of this year, who you are, you've returned. Welcome home. And our Lord, as he was with Mary Magdalene, is eager to welcome us, is eager to save us, is eager to make our life new again. Church, so often the song that we sing, the song that we do sing on Sundays, by Monday we've forgotten it, or it's become muffled. It's become drowned out by the anxieties of the world. So often that song is completely silenced in our hearts. Often it is the death of sin and brokenness. This year in particular, kind of a, an existential sadness that I kept hearing over and over from souls pouring themselves out, wanting to come back to life again. A sadness that seems to overcome the world. And I think my generation in particular who grew up on social media, we are lost. Lost for meaning, lost for something that's real, lost for love that does not end, lost for relationship with one who always welcomes us home. But we find it here. The love that does not end, the love that is so eager to save us, the love that will go to such great lengths for love of us. Let's go back to that scene in the tomb. I love the Gospel of John because he adds so many personal details of his life with Christ and the other apostles. It's as if, if, if Monsignor Perry and I had written a Gospel together, right, I would have included that detail that I ran faster than him and I got to the tomb. The old man couldn't run that fast, right? And he says it three times. The one who had first arrived at the tomb, you know, that one, he ran faster. He ran faster, right? But there's an even more important detail than some brotherly jokes between John and Peter, and it's this. 
When the two of them enter the tomb, there's a detail that they notice. There are the cloths, the burial cloths our Lord was wearing, our Lord was wrapped in, there where he laid. And in a separate place, there's that veil from his face. The burial cloth for his face rolled up in a separate place. It's a detail John includes, I think, because he wants to make this point to us. Not only in Christ's resurrection does he bring us back to life, but in his resurrection, he removes the veil from his face and so removes the veil from our face that keeps us from praising God, keeps us from living out the joyful life we're meant for keeps us from singing the song that's been placed deeply in our hearts. He removes the veil from his face, and he removes it from ours as well. And it's a proof to them as well that our Lord's body was not taken. They are are beginning to understand. If you were to steal a body, you wouldn't leave the cloths, you wouldn't unwrap the body, first off. You wouldn't leave them on one side, and then roll up nicely the veil that was upon his face in another place. No, our Lord has left this as a sign, a clue to his resurrection. He will lift the shroud off of our face as he lifted the shroud off of his, that shroud of death that binds us and muffles our voice. I think we all know what it feels like to be muffled or muzzled. We definitely do right now. You all are right now, in a way. And we all know what it feels like to be free from that. When we return home, or we're there with those who we are more comfortable with, after an hour or two or three wearing the mask, we remove that mask and we breathe deeply. We feel like we've come to life again when we're in a safe place to remove that mask. And I often hear and experience something similar in the sacrament of of confession when our Lord brings us back to life again. I'll hear from the other side of the screen, bless me, Father, for I've sinned. It's been a week, two weeks, two months, two years, two decades. And then the person having confessed their sins, being reconciled to our Lord having received our Lord's absolution. From the other side of the screen, I hear, they're free. They're allowed to live again. They're allowed to love again. They are permitted to live that life of Christ again. So today, let's breathe deeply the new life offered to us in Christ. We receive this new life, this divine life, every time we receive him worthily in holy communion. He lets us consume him. And if we let him, he will overwhelm us with his love. He will bring us back to life. He enters into the tomb of our stony hearts. Physically, he enters into us and shreds the darkness there to pieces, annihilates the sin there. It's time to enter into life, to begin again. Today, God gives himself 
entirely to us. And the only response that makes sense is to give ourselves entirely to Him. Happy Easter.